It was something we covered extensively on my afternoon show over the past uh, several years, this idea of boosting the minimum wage by getting rid of the sub-minimum wage and the tip economy. Uh, And there is sharp divisions on this within the labor market. Some saying you're taking away something that provides me a much higher income than a guaranteed minimum wage, even if it's above the current minimum. And now this is all going to court. Oral arguments are coming up this Thursday, December 7th. This is a 2018 ballot initiative that failed. We want to bring in John Selleck, who uh, represents those that are concerned about this, a group called Save My Tips. He's also founder and CEO of Harbor Strategic Public Affairs, one of our favorite guys. John, good morning. Well, that's a great intro. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> it's uh this, I mean, it does cut across the range. There are some people that just feel that the tipped economy is unfair because uh, a lot of folks don't tip. They don't believe in that. And then you're stuck with a subminimum wage of 384. Explain to me why they're not right. Well, you know, we want servers and bartenders who are out there to understand that this hearing on Thursday is the first step in possibly losing their ability to choose to make way more than minimum wage. That's what people who go out and do the hustle and gain the knowledge and the experience and use their personality to serve people, to give hospitality. They don't make minimum wage, guy. They make way past minimum wage. Yesterday, people were all talking about in Grand Rapids making $25 an hour, $30 an hour. Mm -hmm. And they didn't ask for the Once you add in tips. Well, that's right, but that's why they choose to do this job. And they, you know, they point out it's a unique kind of job. Not everybody wants to do this job. And they said if they wanted to make minimum wage, you know, they'd be a cashier at Target or something like that. But they can't get by on that amount. They don't want to make minimum wage because it's not enough. And really, they're the experts. They're the ones that deal with customers day in and day out. They don't feel that you can raise the minimum wage for them up to the normal minimum wage without breaking that agreement with consumers, with diners. Uh, that allow them to get those tips. They universally believe the tips will disappear, or at least greatly dis- diminish, mm-hmm. if the minimum wage is brought up. You know, and they didn't ask for this ballot initiative, and they certainly didn't, you know, choose to be involved in this lawsuit. But Thursday potentially marks a turning point because uh, this group of people have won in court in the court of appeals. The, the system was kept in place, but now the Supreme Court decided to hear this out. So on Thursday. You know, we'll hear from a number of attorneys on all sides, and we'll get a hint at where the justices stand on the issue by their questions. You know, John, uh, the, there are waiters and waitresses who say, "Listen, if we if we have this wage uh, deal, then you're going you're going to have less employees and and servers will have more tables because maybe their boss can't afford to pay that many servers that wage, and so then you end up getting worse service because you're juggling a bigger section, and and it's just a big mess for them." Oh, yeah. And, you know, and you, you hear the people when they talk about this, they're, they're there to work, they're there to hustle. They understand how this, this works, and they agree that a lot of restaurants, thousands of them, are basically mom-and-pop family operations that if they had to face a two or 300% wage increase tomorrow, especially a wage increase that reduces, essentially, wages for these workers because they won't get the tips they used to get, they're just going to go out of business. Uh, the Restaurant and Lodging Association of Michigan did a survey last year of restaurant operators and they predicted that at least one in six of uh, Michigan restaurants will just simply disappear and that's 40,000 jobs and these servers and bartenders who will be speaking in Lansing will speak to this you're going to say not only would our tips go away but essentially our jobs will because that money's got to have to come from somewhere what it means is 
they're uh, consumers who in polls show that they don't want to be forced to pay a service charges they don't want to pay even higher prices than inflation is causing for food and they certainly don't want to go to a restaurant where they're not getting the kind of service and interaction mm -hmm. that they're used to now it just be a disaster uh for the industry and like we said while the ballot initiative ostensibly was about raising the minimum wage for those other kinds of jobs they tucked this in there and it really is going to have a devastating effect if it goes into effect uh, john the original ballot proposal got more than two hundred and eighty thousand valid signatures and then there's this other uh proposal possibly in 2024 that got 610 signatures it seems like there's a want for this from several thousand people well, I think the way that the petition signatures uh, are sold on the ground, besides, you know, just getting harassed at the county fair at the grocery store, is just say, don't you think the minimum wage should go up? And that's not what's going on here. Mm -hmm. um, tipped workers don't work on the minimum wage, and we certainly didn't have any of these servers and bartenders like we had yesterday. In Grand Rapids, a server for 25 years who said, I now set the bar on how much I'm going to make. I don't think anyone else has the right to take that away from me, especially some ballot initiative. They don't feel that people uh, who signed these things understood what was buried inside there. The devil is always in the details. And it essentially will wipe out this special nook where these people are making 20 or $30 an hour with or without a college degree, full-time or part-time on a schedule that fits their lives. They can go after their kids go to school. They can work at night. They can work in the day. Um, this is not what was on the label per se on the outside right. of the bottle when people signed this thing, they were signing about probably the minimum wage as a whole, but we didn't have a discussion about this. That's why we had our event yesterday in Grand Rapids, and we're going to do it again in, in Lansing today. That's why we're here on the show. We're hoping people hear what's buried inside this thing because it's significant for tens of thousands of workers in Michigan who choose these <clears> jobs <throat> because they can't afford to live on the minimum wage, even if it was raised up. Well, let's talk about what could be the ulterior motive that's buried in this as well. Is this really about ra raising the incomes of workers or is it a sub rosa attempt for the service industry workers union to get their nose under the tent and to organize these waiters, waitresses, and others in the hospitality field? Who's bankrolling this? And is there an ulterior motive here, John? Well, that's right. And there's no secret, at least uh, as far as we're concerned. We know about it. I don't know that the public knows, but the two ballot drives from 2018, and again, when they attempted and, and kind of screwed up, uh, currently, they're trying to get onto the 24 ballot. They're not funded in Michigan. They're funded from outside of Michigan. They're funded by outside groups that are funded by the unions. You're correct about that. They're doing a disservice uh, in the way that these workers yesterday said, I didn't ask for this. They didn't call me and say, is this how the, the restaurant and bartending world should work? Because it's not. And if I lose this, what am I going to do? Um, and that's why we're asking people out there right now, if you're listening, if you go to save MI tips, save my tips, but am I like Michigan in the middle .com, you can write a letter to your legislator. You can record a selfie video, selfie video explaining, you know, how your world works. And really what we're going to find out soon, uh, Guy and Lloyd and uh, Jamie, is that um, there was a campaign violation uh, criminal referral made from the Secretary of State's office to the Attorney General's office months ago saying that in the 2024 ballot initiative attempt by this out, uh, outside of Michigan group that they played a sleight of hand with funding and violated Michigan law likely, and they got referred to the AG's office. And here we are months and months later waiting for Attorney General Nessel 
to investigate and do something about it because you would think when the Democratic Secretary of State sends a letter to the Democratic Attorney General saying the group running these ballot initiatives are likely violating Michigan law the way they're handling these ballot initiatives, something should be done and we haven't heard a thing about it. Yeah, and credit to her for taking the initiative on this and playing fairly. Um, We also know you've got a big media roundtable, so we're going to be hearing from these workers that believe in the tipped economy, that believe that merit-based pay works better for them than a guaranteed higher minimum wage once you factor in those tips. And we look forward to hearing from them, John Selleck. And we thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. And don't forget, go over to SaveMITips.com. And learn more by all means. Thanks for your time, John. When we come back, we've got your headlines and also a new candidate for U.S. Senate.